0: What is up, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Optimize for Impact podcast. This is a podcast for those who are seeking to live more fully alive, who have a deep hunger and desire to create tons of impact in the world, to live in a way that you positively impact the lives of other people. You want to maximize the experiences and the opportunities that you get to enjoy in this life. And you know that in order to be a high impact individual who lives with this vivacious energy and vitality to fully enjoy each and every moment to the max, you know that maintaining a solid foundation of health, wellness, and fitness is crucial in order to live that type of lifestyle. And If that is you listening to this, then that is what we are going to talk about today is how to live as this healthy, high impact, and happy individual. So recently, I was thinking, I heard the classic statement. You've probably heard this too. You are what you eat. You are what you eat. Normally, it's coming from a fitness influencer. We won't judge them. That's typically where you hear this come from. But I wanted to... Talk about that because I had some thoughts about this and maybe some thoughts that do seem typical, but hopefully some thoughts that seem a little bit more out of the box, which make you consider this idea in hopefully a little bit more depth. This is some pondering, some philosophies from Joseph to you. Okay, so you are what you eat. Typically, people say this when they are trying to convince you to throw away the junk food. Stop eating the, what do they call it? Crap processed foods right? Junk, crap, trash, all those things, all those words they like to use. And they usually say you are what you eat to almost like scare you into eating more healthy foods, nutrient dense, rich foods, right? And on one hand, they have, a, they have an argument to be made there. But on the other hand, they don't. And so here's the thing. You kind of are what you eat. And to give them credit, you are what you eat in the sense of The food you take into your body literally does help or influence who you become at the physical granular level because our body is built, literally physically built. If you look at your arm, if you look at your hand, that all comes from food that you consumed in the past. So you are physically what you eat you are the protein you are the fats you are the carbs you are the vitamins the minerals the water etc to an extent and here's the nuance and this thought goes out shout out to Dr. Kashi um is he's like he said it's incorrect to say you are what you eat the correct statement is you are what your body does with what you eat because here's the truth different individuals will do different things with the same food let me say that again different people two different people their bodies may do completely different things with the same food item why well let's put on our thinking cap for a second here let's think about things like allergies whoa yeah right if someone eats gluten one person who is not allergic to gluten will their body will break down that protein gluten is a protein they'll pull those amino acids into their body and everything's hunky-dory someone who is has some type of intolerance or reaction to gluten think celiac their body is going to freak out because it's going to think it's going to recognize that protein as an invader and it's going to attack it basically drop bombs and missiles to your gut lining trying to destroy this thing So there's one way that the same food will create a completely different individual. So the you are what you eat is not necessarily true. You are what your body does with what you eat. The other prime example is your metabolic health. An individual who is more metabolically healthy, they can regulate better their blood sugar, their blood lipids, their blood pressure. Maybe they are more active, highly active individual they may react completely different. They will respond completely different to let's say a bowl of ice cream than an individual who is not metabolically healthy or who is less metabolically healthy than other individual. And so the statement of you are what you eat is kind of true. We'll give the influencers that. On the standpoint of it does build your physical body, your cell linings, everything about you. And yet there is that nuance of you are truly what your body does with what you eat. So there's a little like thing to think about next time you hear that statement and you might feel guilty that you're enjoying the food you like, such as ice cream, go wait a minute, that is not necessarily true and that is often a statement used to try to guilt me into a type of behavior and that guilt, that food guilt, is what ultimately keeps most people trapped in their own minds in negative, defeating habits, and that is garbage. And so people who try to guilt you into saying you are what you eat, put down that ice cream cone. Say, no, absolutely not, I am what my body does with what I eat, and just because I'm eating this food, one, does not make me a bad individual, two, is not going to necessarily destroy me as an individual, and three, I'm gonna enjoy this thing because I like it. Boom, there you go. So, put that in your arsenal, a little bit of truth, To help you break through a lot of the dogma and the guilt of nutrition influencers and other stuff out there. Okay, that that is my mini rant on You Are What You Eat. But in my musings about this statement, that was a really fun musing. I hope you enjoyed that as well. Because I found that very empowering to realize that I am what my body does with what I eat. And that also has helped me ratchet down some of the um, cultural food guilt around eating certain foods. But then I thought, wait a minute, if we are kind of what we eat, we most definitely are the sum of what we consume. And when I say consume, yes, I am partly talking about food, like we just talked about proteins, fats, carbs, vitamins, minerals. But we as individuals, as people also become what we consume in the standpoint of media, the music we listen to, the lyrics, the books we read, the thoughts we put in our head, the movies we watch, the visual things we encode into our brain, into our memory, the friends that we place ourselves around, their actions, their values, their beliefs, their attitudes, the way they respond or react to things, all of these things are consumption because our brain is always listening. It is always taking in and is recording, processing, storing all of the things we consume, food, media, relationships, influences, etc. And so I got to thinking about you and I, even more so than we are a sum total of the proteins, carbs, and fats we've eaten, like physically, right? We are also a sum total of everything else that we have consumed to this point in life. And a couple years ago, actually, I was put onto this this way of thinking where it's like, hey, consume carefully, consume wisely, because ultimately, at the beliefs, identities, and values level, what I, Joseph, consume is going to shape the type of person that I become, it's going to shape my values. It's going to shape my beliefs. It's going to shape my identities and self-perceptions. And ultimately, those things are core to who you are. And those categories, your beliefs, identities, and values are going to influence every other part of you. They're going to influence your behaviors because we act consciously or subconsciously on the things we value. We act in alignment of the identities we have, how we see ourselves, who we believe ourselves to be. And they act in alignment with our beliefs, how we see the world, what we view is as truth, as right, as wrong, et cetera, et cetera. And so carefully, even more so than food, because as we just talked about, food is not this like... Like you are what you eat strictly. No, no, no. You are what your body does with what you eat. That's great. Food is actually the least thing to maybe worry about or think about. I don't want to say worry, but carefully ponder when it comes to consumption. The words, values, beliefs, thoughts, etc., actually probably matter more, especially relationships. So I want to share with you three things from this conversation that I thought about as I thought about this, like you are to eat. No, you aren't, but you are what you consume. Oh, that's something I've thought about for years. And I've taken action on that. And I wanted to share with you like three buckets or three categories or pillars, however you want to look at it of consumption, three pillars of consumption, three buckets of consumption that I have tried to curate over the last couple of years. And I encourage you to consider these potentially as well. The first one was food. Okay. And as we talked about, you are what your body does with what you eat. I have decided and worked on over the past couple of years to build eating habits that prioritize minimally minimally processed nutrient-rich foods. Think the classic whole foods. Think like um fresh cuts of meat at the grocery store, right? Chicken, steak, whole eggs, milk, vegetables, fruits. Um The Kind of like your classic just shoot for eating more whole foods, less processed foods, foods that you recognize what they are when they're in the store. Um, And I've just chosen as a general um, principle to just focus on eating more, primarily nutrient-rich whole foods. And I have found that when I don't restrict, I am not someone who restricts anything. I enjoy ice cream. I enjoy candy. I enjoy soda every now and then and that's great and that works for me i like not ever saying like i will never eat this ever again no matter how long i live type of thing that doesn't i don't like that i don't i find that um it takes away some freedom and joy in being able to be flexible in the way i approach my life so again with food my easy rule of consumption going back to the pillar of consumption is just to focus on throughout my day trying to eat the majority of my food coming from minimally processed whole foods. And something I stress, I just try to make decisions that are primarily in alignment with that. I like the 80-20 rule or the 85-15 rule. That's just generally what I shoot for. Some days I probably eat more, some days I eat less, and that's okay. So that's one way that with food, the first pillar is food. That is one way that I just think about how I vet my consumption with food, and drink. Now, the next big one I want to talk about is media. Now, media, we're talking books, music, shows, news, social media, etc. This is probably one that has shaped my life almost, maybe may the greatest, maybe may the greatest. The, the third bucket is relationships, and we'll talk about that one. But media has absolutely, fundamentally shaped my life in the last 10 years. When I turned, when I hit my 20s, I... Thankfully, got around some people that encouraged reading, that encouraged personal development. And that got me hooked on, I think it was John Maxwell, who said, leaders are readers. And that saying just stuck with me. And I'm not saying that's necessarily true. But for me, books over the years have given me some of the greatest beliefs and thoughts and truths that have fundamentally shaped my worldview, the way I respond to the world, the personal power that I walk with and choose to use in my day to day interactions. And that has come from carefully consuming books that I know are going to provide me value books that I know are going to teach me truth skills um, shape my beliefs, shape the way that I'm going to be able to respond or act in certain situations. And those are books that I choose to bring into my world and books that I am unsure if they will do that. I eat, I eat, I read much less of those. So a very careful curation of the media I consume. Now, this also goes with music. When I was an angry teenager, I listened to angry music and guess what? It made me angry and it impressed upon me this concept of rebellion and anger. Now, when I was 19 and people told me that was like, what you listen to is going to affect you. I didn't want to believe them. And I chose not to at the time because I was like, that sounds old fashioned and boring. Well, guess what? 19 year old Joe was stupid and it's true. So I used to listen to this. This may not, this, this may be okay. This may not be your thing. I used to listen to pop radio on the like, yeah, radio. Wow. Um, I'm dating myself there. Uh, I would listen to the radio while driving. I would listen to just Spotify stations as well. I'm going to throw that out to just stay relevant with the kids. Um, and I would listen to it haphazardly, tons of different things, tons of different songs, all sorts of different styles. I don't do that anymore because the lyrics and the words and the concepts in some of or much of those songs didn't actually align with the values, the identities and the beliefs that I want to operate in this world. And so just constantly hearing those subconsciously playing were it was doing me a disservice. It was constantly like this friction, this thing of like bending me out of alignment with what I say I believe is true in the way that the type of person I wish to be in the the way I wish to carry myself and treat people. If I'm listening to a song that is completely contradictory to that and that's going to my brain, my brain is like, what the heck is going on here? So I stopped listening to a lot of just um, uh, pop culture music, I guess is the best term to say it. I started carefully vetting the music I would listen to and I would choose primarily music that I knew would align with my values and the person that I want to become something that would encourage me to think like a more compassionate, more wise, a more, um, tenacious, courageous, empathetic individual. Okay. Same with movies, same with shows. I don't need to like make this redundant same with social media a couple years ago i stopped following people that did not encourage me to live in the way that i wanted to live now i do this is a side note i do still follow people that contradict i intentionally follow some people that contradict my opinions about some things in the world let's say politics or religion because now I'm careful here. They contradict my opinions, not my necessarily deep held beliefs and values, but they contradict my opinions because I feel like I want to, I feel like hearing the, the issues to many things, hearing the both sides there. I'm having trouble communicating this being able to can hear some arguments from both sides of issues upon which I am going to draw an opinion. I feel that it makes me a more rational individual and I can practice logical and rational thinking and it sharpens my thinking skills critical thinking skills when i hear arguments from both sides of say a political issue so i do follow some people that differ in my opinions but i primarily follow people that do align with my deep core values beliefs and identities if that makes sense okay so media is crucial it is huge because it will shape you what we read what we listen to what we watch what we mindlessly scroll on social media that is going to influence us at the level at our psychological level and finally the third bucket so we've touched on food we've touched on media and then it's words and relationships now this is probably the one that is has fundamentally shaped me the most and i will say this because maybe it's me but for me the things that i remember Most clearly and deeply often are the words people said. Unfortunately, sometimes it's hurtful words, things I have never forgotten that live in my brain, right? Those fundamentally shaped me as an individual. Sometimes it's been positive words. It has been words of love and adoration. And I'm tearing up a little bit thinking about some some of the people that have spoken those words over my life. They are precious people and keep them in your life at all costs. Okay. They are some of the coolest people to me, but words and the people who say them, the relationships we have probably shape us. At least me, they've shaped me the, at the deepest level at my most core core level. So here is what I have done over the last couple of years of intentionally seeking to curate and consume wisely words and relationships is I seek out people that primarily speak from a place or a mindset of courage. People who challenge and inspire me to strive for greatness and reject mediocrity. Who call out of me my peak performance. Who keep me accountable to living in alignment with the person that I say I want to be and I know I want to be. So courage. I also seek to keep people around me who speak from a place of positivity and hope, who constantly remind me to fix my focus and my attention primarily, primarily on what can go well. Now, this principle comes from sport and performance psychology, that positively focusing on when you focus on some type of outcome, you are more likely to achieve that outcome. Now, some people call this like the law of manifestation. Some people call this wishful thinking, but it's true. And it is proven science that focusing on the type of outcome, the way you want to perform, the way you want to show up in a certain situation, dwelling on that and mentally visualizing, putting visualizing reps in is going to make you much more likely to have that type of outcome or an outcome similar to that. So I try to primarily surround myself with people who are, also speak from a place of hope and a place of positivity, because that helps shape me to also focus on how things could go well versus how all the things could go wrong or what people might say or what might happen, all these bad things. No, no, no. I try to get around people that are like, Hey, what could go right? What could happen when you launch this thing? And think of all the people's lives you could change. Or when you give this speech, instead of someone being like, ah, I hope you don't you know, get stage fright and you know, stutter and cough or lose your voice, right? Like they're focusing on negative things. The other person's like, think about the lives. Think about the people who are going to walk away with that message empowered now, understanding something about themselves or having broken through a limiting belief, right? Those types of people who speak from and think from a place of positivity and hope. Surround yourself with those people. That's what I've tried to do. And finally, people who speak and live from a place of truth and a place of empathy. Holding those two things is a powerful tension. Truth but empathy. People who speak truth but speak it from a deep place of love and they don't mince words. They don't lie to you to make things feel better. They give you the truth because the truth even though it hurts sometimes is always the thing that is going to make you a more powerful person it's going to move you into a place of power understanding truth understanding reality even if it smarts and stings at the time will always always make you a better individual make you a stronger individual make you more fulfilled impactful and at peace individual so find people who tell you the truth but do it with tact and empathy who don't just, who are the, you know, people who are just kind of a butt and they like telling the truth and it is the truth, but they do it in a really mean way. Don't find, no, 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 no. Find people who do it with, with, who speak truth, but speak it with empathy and kindness, okay? So those are the types of people that I have chosen to try to surround myself with, to spend more time and to invest in those relationships. And that has been, I'm thinking about some of my favorite people. That has been one of the greatest joys in life and one of the most powerful things that have shaped me into being the person I am today and will continue to shape me because I have a long way to go to become the type of person I want to be. And I know these individuals will help take me home. So we covered three buckets Food, media, words, and relationships. Those are the three things that I realized in the last couple of years I have valued and I have tried to intentionally curate how I consume because knowing that the things that I consume in those three buckets are going to shape me into the individual that I become and who I am right now. And so here's the challenge and here's the thing. If you wish to change something about the way that you currently are, knowing that who you currently are right now, whether it's physical health, whether it's mental health, whether it is anything about your life or who you are, habits, etc. you are a sum of everything else you've consumed up to this point. And I'm not saying that all of it is your fault. A lot of people go, well, that one thing I couldn't. And yes, yes, not everything is something that you can control. That you could control what you consumed because we can not control who our parents are, right? Things like that. However, however, because we are individuals who take responsibility for how we respond to things that we couldn't even control, knowing that the power and the control is not in controlling what happens or what other people do, but in how we choose to move forward or respond to everything that occurs around us. Knowing that, we know then that if we want to change anything about who we are, then we must begin to shift what we are consuming because we are the sum total of what we choose, choose to consume. Food, drinks, words, lyrics, TV shows, social media, words. I think I already said that. Relationships, our friends. Those are all things that we usually get some choice in and how we choose and what, how we choose and what we choose and where we choose to consume those things that is going to change who we are. So if you wish to shift something, shift the way you're consuming and that is going to begin to shift the results and the outcomes that you get and ultimately shift the person that you become. So that's my little thought about you are what you eat, but you are what your body does with what you eat and ultimately you are what you consume i hope you found this thoughtful or not thoughtful i hope you found this helpful maybe thoughtful too because i know that this concept of the last couple years of me tuning more into this and being much more intentional about my consumption i've noticed a massive shift positively in the physical health i have the mental health i have and a shift closer toward becoming and modeling the type of person that i hope to be and i wish to become and i intend to be as an individual in life so hope you found this concept helpful think about what you consume remember that you don't have to be perfect just like food we never will be perfect that is not a pressure But begin to live more intentionally, begin to tune in and look around yourself and ask yourself, am I consuming things in general that are aligned with the type of person I wish to be and that are moving me closer toward the results, the outcomes, and the character that I wish to have and embody in this life. So thanks guys for listening. If you found this helpful, if you love this concept and you're like, hey, I bet somebody else, maybe a friend, maybe a spouse, maybe a brother or sister would benefit from this, that'd be really cool if you share it with them. That you help promote ideas that I believe are powerful, can help slice through a bunch of the noise and the lies and the negativity that we hear out there we're constantly barbarded with in our culture on social media, et cetera. So if you found this helpful, you know, someone who might benefit be super awesome. I love you more. I wouldn't love you more. I love you just as much, but I would be very, very appreciative. There we go. If you share it with them. And lastly, if you have not yet left a rating and review, there is a link in the show notes. So just scroll down from where you're listening, hit a link. It takes you to Apple podcasts. It's less than 30 seconds to say something nice and leave a five-star review. The podcast gods love that. And it helps push this show to more people so more people can listen and ideally live a life with greater purpose, with greater impact, and with greater fulfillment, passion, vitality, energy, fitness, all those good things. So thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you in the next episode of the Optimize for Impact podcast. Until then, take care.